TFA fam, welcome back in. We are on to week five, so that means we're going to be discussing our top 36 wide receivers for this week so you can get that dub. So let's go ahead and get right into it and start with our wide receiver ones. Kicking things off, we have Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Amon Rossi Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase, Puka, Nakua, Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, and Michael Pittman Jr. Cody, hit us with some of your wide receiver ones this week. Take it off with the Eagles receivers. A couple of weeks ago, I had talked about A.J. Brown being a bounce-back candidate, and he delivered for us in a big way. Over the past two weeks, he is averaging nine catches for 150 yards. Now, if you look at the matchup this week, maybe in the in the app that you use, you might see the, the red next to his name signifying that this could be a bad matchup because the Rams have allowed the seventh-fewest half PPR points per game to wide receivers. And while they're definitely playing – much better than Kev, especially we expected. We we were talking about this Rams defense might be one of the worst in the league. It's not like they've faced an onslaught of top-tier wide receivers, right? Week one, they faced a broken Seahawks offense. Week two, they gave up three rushing touchdowns to the 49ers. Week three, that was the broken Burrow game where Chase did go off, but outside of that, you know, they didn't get much production from their wide receivers. And then last week, they faced just 25 pass attempts from Anthony Richardson and his two passing touchdowns went to tight ends. All that to say, A.J. Brown and the Slim Reaper are in another good spot in week five. I also like Devonta Smith. Although he's not getting completely peppered with targets, he's still averaging seven targets per game over the last four weeks. So I think he's in a good spot. And this could be a sneaky spot for Devonta Smith to kind of have one of those games where he outperforms A.J. Brown. Moving on to Amonra St. Brown, similar to the Eagles situation, you might look at Amonra this week in your lineup and see that, you know, that red next to his name. But it's much more about who the Panthers have faced up to this point versus them really having a shutdown type of secondary. They're also banged up in that secondary as well. You can fire him up with confidence in a game where they are nine and a half point home favorites and a 44 and a half total. So they're going to have a nice implied team total here in week five. Puka, I want to bring him up also as a way of bringing up Cooper Cup, who is scheduled to start resuming practice this week. But by all the reports coming out, it doesn't really seem like he is going to be expected to play in week five. And it's looking like more like a week six type of return for Cooper Cup. But even if he does return, I'm not going to be bumping Puka down that down that much. One, because I'm not going to expect Cooper Cup to come in and play a full complement of snaps in this first week. But two... Puka has shown that he's the real deal, right, through the first four weeks. He is fourth in target share, fourth in PPR points, first in receptions, and second in the league in receiving yards. Philly's weakness on defense does come through the secondary and through the pass. They've allowed the fifth most half PPR points per game to wide receivers. I think the Rams are going to struggle on the ground, but as long as Stafford has enough time to throw, Puka's going to be in for another solid week. And last but not least, wanted to bring up Brandon Ayuk. And two of his three games played, Ayuk has now finished as the wide receiver two and the wide receiver eight in half PPR scoring. The other game where he finished, I think it was outside of even like wide, wide receiver four territory, that was the week that he got banged up with the shoulder injuries. So not going to hold that against him. Now we have Debo, who is banged up. He played last week, but he was more in a decoy-type role. He only saw carries. He didn't receive any targets. He was dealing with two injuries as well. So if that's going to be the case, Ayuk is going to see an increased role here. 
And it going up against this Dallas defense is obviously now without Trevon Diggs after he tore his ACL in week three. I think Ayuk is in for another big week going up against Dallas. Yeah, and I only player that I really wanted to talk about really quickly was Michael Pittman. We do have him as a wide receiver one this week, and I think he is in a fantastic spot against the Titans. As you know, uh, you do not run against them. You can definitely throw the ball against them as they have allowed the sixth most uh, PPR points to the position so far, and they've allowed the fifth most receiving yards to wide receivers. So I know Michael Pittman wasn't great last week, but this is a good bounce back spot for him in this matchup against the Titans. So I do like Michael Pittman quite a bit. Let's keep it moving here and let's move over to the wide receiver twos. And that is Brandon IU, Chris Olave, Calvin Ridley, Red Hot Nico Collins, Terry McLaurin, Garrett Wilson, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk, Zay Flowers, DJ Moore, Christian Watson, and Marquise Brown. So Cody, Let's keep it moving here, and let's talk about some wide receiver twos. Yeah, I feel like the wide receiver twos this week, I don't know how you felt, Kevin. It was like kind of like ugly for me, just for the fact of obviously we're dealing with our first round of bye weeks. And then there's also like, I feel like there was a bunch of like questions and uncertainties here in the wide receiver two group. But there's still some names that are definitely worth mentioning and guys definitely worth talking about. First off is going to be Terry McLaurin for me. Had his best game of the year, finishing as wide receiver 20. Last week. Now, obviously, this could go sideways on this Thursday matchup. We could just have a, a completely ugly game here with these two teams. But if we get good Justin Fields and good Sam Howell, this game could have some sneaky fantasy fireworks. And on the flip side of that, talk about DJ Moore. Now, it's really hard to trust Justin Fields in this offense just in general. But DJ Moore does have at least 100 yards and or a score in two of his last three games. Now, obviously, Thursday night games, you know, make you feel, you know, for me anyway, like feel kind of gross. I never really like starting anyone in a Thursday night game. So I'm fully expecting that this is either going to be a 17-point total or a 57-point total. Like there's going to be no in-between. But because of these defenses on both teams, I think there is some reason for optimism to believe there will be multiple pieces here to look at in week five. Moving on to the Jaguars receivers with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. It's obviously been a huge letdown for Ridley since week one. But having said that, life could be made easier here with no Tredavious White with the with the Bills coming to London. In this game, I think we see the Jags push. They're, they're going to be forced to open it up here. Should hopefully lead to Calvin Ridley seeing more than two fucking targets in this game. And then for Christian Kirk, I like him in this spot regardless if Zay Jones is able to come back. Like I said, they're likely going to be pushed. That's going to force them into more three wide receiver type of sets. And that's whenever you can look at Christian Kirk. Kirk has seen double digit targets in two of his last three games. Like I said, obviously we're going to feel better if Zay Jones is forced to miss another week, but I'm going to like Christian Kirk in this spot regardless. Yeah. And I just wanted to do my due diligence here and highlight Nico Collins uh, and just how incredible he has been and probably one of the best steals of the draft so far or of the season. People who drafted him likely yeah. took him in like the 11th, 12th round. And he now has two games where he has been a top five wide receiver. He has scored at least 14 PPR points in three of his four games. And I mean, he's seeing a 24% target share in an offense that's throwing the ball a lot. Uh, he's also 18th in yards per route run. He is fourth in yards per target. He is ninth in yards per team pass attempt. And he is 11th in yards after the catch. So he has been absolutely incredible. And he's averaging 20.7 fantasy points per game, which is seventh most among all wide receivers. So Nico Collins has been him. He is the wide receiver one within this offense. And I know people are worried about Tank Dell, but Tank Dell is going to be fine. He is, the, I think, the number two wide receiver. They are both going to have their weeks. And so I do think as well as this offense is played, I think it's, it is a positive sign. So 
Let's go ahead and move over to the wide receiver threes. And those are Jacoby Myers, who has also been incredible so far to start the season. And then Gabe Davis, Cooper Cup, uh, if he plays, uh, Cortland Sutton, Tank Dell, George Pickens, DeAndre Hopkins, Jordan Addison, Adam Thielen, Romeo Dobbs, Jerry Judy, and Tutu Atwell. Cody, wide receiver threes. Yeah, let's kick it off with some of those Green Bay receivers you were mentioning. It's a nice spot here going up against the Raiders, who are tied for the 11th most fantasy points per game allowed to wide receivers. I think if you have Christian Watson, you're starting him. We should see his role increase. But I also think Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed are worth looks here too as well. Although I think they're going to carry more variance than they have in previous weeks with Watson increasing his usage. He only ran 20 routes last week. Even Dontavian Wicks ran more routes than he did. But I think they all have an optimistic view overall for this week. You're likely not needing, quote-unquote, needing to start Dobbs or Jaden Reed outside of deeper leagues. But if you have to, I think you can feel pretty solid about it. Adam Thielen, you know, the, the revenge game wasn't as revengeful as we had hoped for. He was still more than fine. He finished his wide receiver 22 in half PPR scoring last week. Gets another nice matchup here against the Lions in a game where Bryce Young should have to drop back in catch-up mode. So I do like Thielen again as a solid wide receiver three play. Jordan Addison, he's been frustrating for the first couple of weeks. He should see more volume here, though, as well. The Vikings taking on Kansas City should be able to just absolutely shred that Vikings defense apart, which is going to obviously force Cousins into more of a pass-heavy game script. So although Addison did nothing last week, he was posting solid yardage numbers through the first three weeks prior to that. He did have two touchdowns in the first two weeks, so I think you can look his way again in week five. Jerry Judy, he is playing the most slot snaps among the Denver wide receivers, and if that stays this way in week five, he could end up having himself a nice fantasy day because that obviously means that he's going to avoid Sauce Gardner in this matchup. And obviously he hasn't been great by any means. He does have a 19% target share and his 13.6 average depth of target does rank 22nd among wide receivers. So I think you can look his way as like a wide receiver three or a flex play in week five. And then just uh, some, some names to mention here outside of the wide receiver three range, Rasheed Rice, you know, it's, Although this number is much lower than any other number we talk about as a positive for a wide receiver, his 13% target share does lead all Chiefs wide receivers, and there's no wide receiver that has a target share even in the double digits. So I think Rasheed Rice, again, going in this matchup I was just talking about with Jordan Addison, I think he's worth a look here, again, in deeper leagues. And then also Josh Downs. You were mentioning Michael Pittman in the matchup that he's in. Obviously, that transfers to Josh Downs as well. The numbers didn't look good for any indie pass catcher from week four, and that's because Anthony Richardson completed 11 passes. So obviously, on that type of day, you're not really going to have anybody that blows up and I think there are better days ahead, and that could start as early as this week. And then just someone to monitor, keep an eye on, is obviously going to be Jameson Williams, who's being reinstated from his suspension, going to be making his debut in Week 5. If he's out there on waivers for some reason, hasn't been stashed on someone's IR or just at the end of their bench, he's definitely worth a pickup here. And then if he ends up not doing much in Week 5, I think he's going to be worth kicking the tires on because you're going to have someone who might be annoyed at the fact they've held on to him for this long, and then he didn't come through in, in week five. So he's definitely someone we need to be paying attention to, because he brings a different element to this Lions offense that have just been clicking on all cylinders. So he's someone to watch out for.
Yeah, actually, I wanted to uh, talk about Rishi Rice as well, and I, there, there's a couple things that I want to bring up about him that I think underlying is 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 getting better, right? So one, Sky Moore, he's been terrible. Like I at this point, I don't know what the Chiefs can do with him. He's he looks like a bust. Uh, this all all there is to it. We've actually seen that in corresponding with his numbers dropping. I mean, he started with running 64% of the routes, and he's all the way down to 50% of the routes. Where we've seen Rishi Rice start to jump up. He started at 27% of the routes and then in 13% of the routes week two, he's all the way up to 51% of the routes. Now he's starting to become more involved. His target per route run rate is growing and his target share is growing. He's seen a, a target share the last two weeks of 19% and 15%. And so there is a lot to like here with Rishi Rice. He's seventh in target separation on the season, 20th in yards after the catch. Uh, and he is 10th in yards per route run. So he is definitely the best wide receiver on this team. I think it's only a matter of time until you start to see him more and more acclimated within this offense and get utilized more because he is clearly the best wide receiver they have. It's not Sky Moore. You have MBS who just, uh, you know, does the sprints uh, up and down the field every week and gets a good workout. And then Justin Watson mixes in. But Sky Moore is definitely not it. He's He's out there. He's just not seeing any targets. If the man is out there playing uh, this amount of snaps and can't draw any targets, I think it's a problem. So I do think Rishi Rice is definitely in play against Minnesota, who allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. Uh, so this is a great matchup for the Kansas City wide receivers. So if you if you are needing a wide receiver, you have wide receivers on by Rishi Rice, I think is definitely a plug and play wide receiver three this week. And with that being said, I appreciate everybody checking out the video. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, and we will see you on the next one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.